Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Trade Geek Podcast, brought to you by our good friends at Cap Logistics and the wonderful, wonderful people at the World Trade Centers. It is the 7th of February, and I really wanted to get this out there because I'm going to be talking a lot in the future about this subject. Um, you know, I, I'm often quoted in, my, um, in the literature about trade compliance as telling people that hope is not a strategy. It's something that I believe deeply. I think that an idea without a plan is just talk. And recently, um, Brexit has gone from an idea that may happen to an idea that's going to happen. And we've got some timelines in place now, but we can't be positive about when A, B, C, and D are going to happen, but we've got a pretty good idea of when A, B, C, and D are gonna happen. And more to the point, we, we know how those, those issues ought to affect businesses that are operating in certain ways. So knowing all of that and being aware of all of that, there are things that you need to start doing and looking into if you plan on seriously being prepared for one of the most disruptive things that has happened in modern global trade. That's, that's the easiest way to put it, folks. So... I, you know, I'm, I'm going to put together a, um, a trade school and I'm going to turn that into a, a trade geek podcast where I'm going to bring some of the, the most learned people I know in supply chain management, in value added tax, global transfer pricing, and then I'll have myself on and probably one other person. Maybe I'll ask Dan Dan, the import man to join me to talk about the broader meaningful scope of, of what could happen with, with Brexit. Because here's the thing, someone is going to ask you what you did to prepare for this as a company. They're going to ask you what you bothered to do. They're going to ask you if you knew this was coming, what, what you sat down and, and what you prepared as a, possible, as a possible answer to this. And what can you tell them? Can you tell them that you analyze the possible outcomes or you had someone analyze the possible outcomes and that given what was likely to happen, these are the steps that you were prepared to take. These are the steps that you decided to take. And this was the advice that you were given and the basis for your information that you used to move forward. I'm, I'm super frustrated right now because the, the, the web, the internets, you know, they're, um, they're chock full of people that are informing you about things. Hey, let me tell you about Brexit. Let me tell you about Chinese 301 tariffs. Let me tell you um, about the trade war with Europe and the U.S. Let me tell you about how politics is going to affect trade. It's great to be informed. I am miserable with people not talking about how to deal with this stuff and not giving folks an outlet to make things better. It's just pointless otherwise. So I'm gonna start doing what I can to give pragmatic solutions that can put you in a position to at least take some, some intelligent steps forward. And that's what we're gonna do about Brexit. So that'll be two weeks from now on the, um, what will that be? I guess the 21st, 
we're going to have a pretty substantive conversation at the trade uh, trade school um, WebEx. Hit me up on LinkedIn, and I'll be more than happy to make sure you're included on that. And then, of course, we will turn that into an audio podcast that we'll sh- share here. But if you want to listen live and ask questions, that would be a uh, that would be a, a benefit. You know, the 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 idea that everything is going to work out because you hope it will is stupid. And I, I don't want to think that the people that I work with that I care so much about would, would use hope as a strategy. You all know how much I love New Orleans. It's uh, kind of a sad day for me today because my, my daughter, who is turning 14 next month, ever since she was six, we have gone to Mardi Gras together for anywhere from you know three to five days. Every year for Mardi Gras, we pick one of the weekends and we head down there and we... Um, eat beignets and we have king cake and we go to parades and she is a pro at getting the best beads, by the way. And um, at least one night I put on a suit and she puts on a nice dress and we go to Emeralds and we have a really nice dinner and um, we talk and, you know, I, I try to make her appreciate a city that I love so, so, so much. You know, in, in my world, it really does go Boston number one and, and Manchester and the surrounding area. And then New Orleans was very close, 1B. <laughs> but, you know, for me, Katrina was very hard. And I was there not long after the storm. And I can remember specifically looking over at an old school. And um, someone had written on the side of the school in big, large orange letters and spray paint, hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy. And I'm not too proud to sit here and tell you that I cried big old alligator tears as I read that because it was the most powerful, powerful, powerful thing to me. Um, you know, when, whenever someone gets audited, they always sit there and and they, they tell me that they never thought it would happen to them. And I and I, I get reminded of that that moment, that very, very moment. It was so powerful to stand there and think to myself, New Orleans always hoped the big storm wouldn't come. And then if it did come, they hoped that it would veer to the right like it always did or veer to the left <laughs> and not not hit the city. And then they hoped that if it did hit full on, that the levees wouldn't break. And then they hope that if the levees failed, that the city wouldn't flood. And then they hope that if the city flooded, that the people would be able, that remained there would be able to get out. And then they hope that, you know, if the people couldn't get out, that the death toll wouldn't be awful. And then they hope that the federal government would have some plan in place to come and help people rebuild that beautiful city. And then they hope that all of the severely economically disadvantaged people that make that wonderful city their home that really are the basis for the just uncanny culture. You know, those people that, that make that city what it is. We wouldn't have the beautiful bounce music and we wouldn't have that amazing food and the jazz and the culture and the art that make New Orleans one of America's great cities. If it weren't for the struggling people 
that all get along in that incredibly diverse town that I love so much. If they, if they didn't come back and, and I'll tell you, a lot of people didn't after that storm, you know, the government sent them to Atlanta and Houston and Memphis and Chicago. And they just decided to try to make another life rather than go back. And they hoped 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 and how did hope work out for them? It did not work out for them. And what I'm worried about is that there are so many companies right now that hope that once the, you know, once the button's pushed and the bell's rung and the balloon goes up on Brexit is that they hope that it's not going to have a significantly disruptive effect on their logistics. And they hope it's not going to have a significantly uh, negative effect on the way that they, that they serve their clients. And they hope that it's not going to radically change the way that they deal with transfer pricing. They hope it's not going to really be a real big problem for them with regards to tariffs. They really hope that they're not going to have to reclassify everything <laughs> for, for customs going into England. And, you know, they hope their supply chain can, can handle the, the new management of the way things are probably going to be. And they hope and they hope and they hope and what I don't want is for there to be a metaphorical city in ruin because they didn't decided not to at least put a little effort into it. You know, it takes a, it takes a surprisingly small amount of work to gain some confidence that you're ready. And if you as a professional decide not to do that, it's on you. And I would not want to be the person who's, audit committee or clients or shareholders is, is asking why you didn't bother to do something pretty straightforward and pretty simple, but rather instead hoped that Brexit didn't ruin you. So anyway, enough with the negativity. Um, I'm really looking forward to that day in that conversation. I'm really looking forward to giving you guys something to, uh, to listen to that has more to do with being effective in this change rather than just knowing that the change is coming. And I'm, um, I'm always, as always, I'm so thankful for all of you that, that do listen in um, and do continue to contact me and my staff and continue to give us an opportunity to serve you. There is a, uh, there is a new website, uh, probably podcast that I did with the folks at Cap Logistics. You can get to it on my LinkedIn, um, on my LinkedIn profile, where I talked about the effects of the novel coronavirus on uh, possible logistics issues and trade issues. I think it's very quick. I think it's maybe twenty minutes. You'll love it. Um, that's a that's a fun one. And then uh, Trade School continues to be every other week. You know, this is this is not my usual Trade Geek podcast that goes 30, 40, 50 minutes. I just wanted you guys to know that in two weeks, um, we are going to be doing something pretty big. And I hope that you can all join us live. And if you can't join us live, do not miss the podcast that comes out of this because it's going to be important. And I think it's about time that we decided to stop spending our lives in a reactionary mode when it comes to being trade professionals and instead firmly put our minds towards building a process and building an infrastructure that deals with things before they become a problem. I don't care how many people you have working for you or if you're by yourself, you can do it. You've just got to decide that you want to do it. All right. So um, again, thank you all. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend and we will be back with the trade geek podcast with um, one of our special guests, probably in a day or two. I just have to finish up the, uh, the engineering on it. Thank you all again for the support and be compliant out there. Thanks.